always playful, sometimes profound. It's Fresh Catch 2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Dave Ron with my buddy David Dean. It's Fresh Catch 2.0. And uh, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. I'll just say it that way. Good to see you, too. You are broadcasting live from lovely Parker, Colorado. And I am broadcasting live from home base office, Huntington, Indiana, the envy of many folk throughout the nation. Yeah. And um, so in my background, I mean, I've got all kinds of colors. I'm sitting in front of a uh, Kurt Brutus's bookcase in his basement. I've got a painting behind me. You are wearing a gray sweatshirt, and I can hardly see it because everything else behind you is gray. Mm-hmm. I mean, is and no is, pants. Okay. All right. Well, I was gonna—I was gonna, probably going to take three or four questions to try to get at the rest of your ensemble, but you just went there, so Mm-mm. good. No. I know that you used to be an editor for Vogue magazine, and I just <laughs> wanted to let you know that I'm wearing a sweatshirt with no pants, and that is the spring collection. I think it's going to sell well this year. <laughs> so it's 9.30 here in Huntington, Indiana right now. It's 7.30 in lovely Parker, Colorado. And right before you hit record, you shared what you have done already this morning. And I'm listening to you. You've got Zoom calls, prayer meetings, this meeting, that meeting, this call. The whole time I'm thinking, Dave Ron is retired. He's in Parker, Colorado with his wife, enjoying the kids and grandkids. He's probably just reading a book, watching Judge Judy, taking a nap. But I hear the schedule, and I instantly I felt guilt because this morning, all I did was pack a suitcase and stare out the window at the birds. <laughs> to, to be absolutely fair, what you're describing is most of my mornings. That's what you're describing <laughs> is how it, and I love that. I love just getting up and kind of taking my time. I, I use the phrase unhurried, man, I love an unhurried morning, but this morning and um, it it's exacerbated because of the time zone change. So I, I'm mm-hmm. for, for almost two years now, I have every other week been on a, an hour long prayer call with some some long time. I mean, 30 year old friends or friends I've had for 30 years plus in, in youth ministry who are scattered around the country. And it's a, it's a prayer call and uh, it's hosted for an hour. And uh, just about the time I might whine in my Eastern time zone about getting up and starting at 8 AM with that. I realize that, you know, there's three of them that are on the West coast and they're doing it at 5 AM. So I'm going on it, you know, no complaints. Well, today is 6 a.m. for me in, mm-hmm. in Colorado. But I got to tell you, Dave, there was an excitement about this prayer call. We've been, we've been praying for young people uh, and, and just praying openly about uh, the work that goes on in the hearts and lives of young people and leaders. That's, that's the agenda. We don't have anything else. And, um, part of the excitement this morning was, uh, we're in day nine or 10 and Asbury and what's called the Asbury revival going on right now. There's, there's something, uh, some move afoot of the Holy spirit. And, um, a, it feels like, could this be one of those things that is an answer to what we've been praying for? But B, mm-hmm. 
we had a, I invited a, a professor friend of mine, Jim Hampton, who's the seminary at Asbury, you know, to join the call uh, today. And, and we got so a little bit of a firsthand report, but we're, I mean, I'm getting news right and left about this thing that, that seems indescribable other than to say, you almost, you got to show up and you, and you, when you show up, you experience the dense, thick presence of Jesus like you never imagined was possible. And it just is putting people to their knees and they don't want to move on and they are blown away. And um, and it's led to constant kind of assembling and things like that. And I'm going, boy, if I was in that mix, like those professors, my eyes would be, you know, so wide open, like what? Am I supposed to do with my time? You know, how do I mean mm-hmm. students aren't going to I don't know if they're going to I don't know. I don't know what else is going on. I just right. know that they they figured out try to how to how to not get their Jim's prayer is and his revelation this morning was that the the elders of the situation, the the professors and staff and faculty are just trying not to get in the way. That's mm. how they'd say it. And I'm going, boy. And and this is day nine for that revival. Day right? nine, and 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 thousands of yeah. outsiders are coming in. I mean, I so you know, I, that's some of what's been fascinating to me. I've had people, you know, because I've been posting to encourage uh, prayer and, and 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 passing along the notes that I get from people on my on Facebook and Twitter and things like this. I, I'm uh, presumed. I mean, I've had other people kind of go. Uh, hey, I'm going to show up there. Can you introduce me to, or uh, would you pray for me while I'm going down here? And I'm uh, and uh, another friend called and said, you know, my son's a student here, and and he had you know some concerns, and all all of a sudden I'm somehow uh, connected to this, and and it's just and the only way I'm connected in truth is my heart's connected, and I'm ch- sort of j- joined them in prayer. It's a fascinating moment in time and uh, it's not it, lost it's on me that it 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 references the last the big asbury revival of 1970 and that's the year i came to jesus and, mm-hmm. and the movie coming out next next week uh, the jesus revolution that mm-hmm. that sort of has a kind of you know aerial view of history that i'm still captivated by and and when you're in it, you don't know. Anyway, sorry, but that's that's no. my that's my space right now. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And I followed this this Asbury revival thing a little bit, but but I have not followed it as close as, as you have. But do you do you think it has the potential to become one of those Christian tourist traps? Yeah, where people are curious, maybe not believers, but just want to be a part of this. Yep, phenomena where they go down and just take pictures and get outside the chapel and see what's going on. And is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or no, is it just it, it's still good ad- advertisement for Jesus. I mean, I, I that's where I've been I've been paying really close attention. I think think that a lot of my my praying and dare sometimes even I uh, if I was to confess, I've managed to throw a few snarky tweets in the mix uh, in opposition to some some people on on Twitter just. I just, I might have Do to tell. just forget. <laughs> you know, oh, I need to give I, us, give us a couple examples. No, well, all I'm saying is, you know, 
that I have seen over and over again people on Twitter who aren't on location at mm -hmm. Asbury, and they're just their their lead is sniper fire. They are, you know, they mm -hmm. are putting it out there like, well, they, you know, there ain't no nothing going on unless unless this this and this is happening, you know, and, and unless it unless it results in racial reconciliation, unless it results as long as LGBTQ plus people aren't, you know, and on and on, like all these kind of conditions. And all I've imagined is the Lord of the universe is doing something thick and mysterious on site. And you might want to show up at the front door with your clipboard and say, um, I'm okay with this as long as I'm just going, Correct. this, this, this is the definition of getting B slapped, isn't it? You need the yeah. Lord to go. I mean, it's just yeah. and what's wrong with that? this yeah. this organic, you know, grassroots. It just just it happened. Yeah. It's not planned. It just it it was a spontaneous right gathering that just didn't stop. And so you had to. I think. Do you think people that that are critical of that is that threatening or they're fearful or? Sometimes my, myself, my my comedian yeah. mindset is, yeah, but here's what's here's what's really. I just want to get out of class, but no, take it for what it is. It's just yep. it's young students getting together, and they're just something happened. The spirit just hit them. Yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, over and over again, I've I've heard I haven't heard anybody that's that's actually been on site that comes away um, thinking it's not real. Even though there's a bunch of people that thought I came on site just to make sure that there's nothing super strange. It's not not a bunch yeah. of barking people and things like that and uh, bells and whistles. It's 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 a um, you know that they're just they're testifying about something that they've never seen before, which is sometimes yeah. that's hard to hard to hard to articulate, hard to, hard to describe. And it might be difficult for people who aren't believers to, to hear this yep. and read what's going on. And they just can't wrap their mind around. Wait a second. Yep. Yep. All these students have gathered together for nine days. Loving what, what is that about? Yeah. Yeah. There's somebody that wrote something about, yeah, big deal. So a bunch of religious kids are getting together and get, having a cathartic experience. Uh, you know, that we've seen that before. And that's, that was, that was the, target of one of my snarky responses like and you said what yeah i know what you mean it's sort of like a cathartic experience when you tweet something that'll that'll get them and then i wrote oh crap that's where there i go again did Having you actually post that too yeah i did i did yeah <laughs> that, that was that was a two on a if if I were if I were to pay a visit to Asbury just to see what's going on, I just want the lay of the land. The first thing I would do is I would I would take a food cart on campus, yeah, and get right outside that auditorium and go capitalist and say, "Hey, I'm serving meals. Who wants to buy a cheeseburger in between prayer time?" I'm, I'm kind of being silly, but I'm not. But I mean, no. And, and just, to, that, just to have my foot in the door, just say, I kind of want to see what's what's yeah, I know I'm yeah. an older guy. I don't want to be creepy <laughs> like I'm roaming around campus with my sweatshirt and no pants. <laughs> but while I'm here, I'm also over here under the tree selling hamburgers, if yeah. you're interested. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Or, or I mean, here's my business card. Uh, I, I do, I do, I specialize in comedic <laughs> follow-ups. Comedy. I do, I do follow-ups as a because every good revival needs a little comedic <laughs> relief somewhere along the line. I'm usually so day, I'm usually day folks. fifteen. That's what I do. I do. So some of you young folks may not understand what a business card is, <laughs> but that's where you read the business card, and then you call me on my on my home line. <laughs> And also, I'll be selling CDs over here at the food cart as well. No, well, I, I would love, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and just catch yeah. a couple hours of of what's happening in there. That'd be cool. Well, as you and as you can imagine, I mean, this is there is a vulnerability, and I I pray often for the uh, the elders who I think are in a a protection mode for the young people in many ways. Mm, mm. Uh, a, a friend of mine who's in youth ministry who lives, who lives in California jumped on a plane uh, yesterday with a couple others and is flying there and is going to spend uh, today and tomorrow. And he, he asked, reached out to me and said, can you hook me up uh, with some people to talk to? And so I pointed him to my two professor friends, Brian Hall and Jim Hampton. And uh, said, "Hey, Brock's going to be here." And right away, uh, in the exchange, I saw that you know Brock wanted to talk to some students to get some story. And and Asbury's already set up. Like, okay, if you want to interview students, you have to go through this person. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not just letting outsiders have yeah. free access. Well, that's brilliant. There's some protection there. Yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. Good for you. I, I'm thinking of uh, in Acts chapter, I think it, I don't know, Acts chapter eight, maybe uh, some guy named Simon the Sorcerer, you know, so as, mm. as, uh, as the ministry's going on, uh, the church is just blowing up and the Holy Spirit uh, comes on location with Peter, and uh, I think it's Philip and things like this. And, and uh, this, this guy who's made a lot of money in his sorcery is going, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to do that. And so he goes, how, uh, how much will it cost me to to get that? And you know, basically, Peter says, "You better go to hell with that money, man." And uh, mm. but but there's a there is the likelihood of a Simon the Sorcerer instincts Correct. going on down there. And uh, correct. How can we pounce on this? How can I get my my mug shot in front of Asbury Chapel? You know, how do we capitalize on this moment? And uh, how do we get our face on CNN as a participant? Somebody told me I haven't heard it. I haven't verified this, but somebody just recently said that uh, Tucker Carlson might have given it some attention on Fox hmm. News last night, and it was fairly positive. Hmm. And I'm I'm kind of going, wow, okay, Rare. Uh, now you're now you're going to unleash the big beasts if that if that's happening. So yeah, hey, you know, along that same line, and and you're always you're proud to be a believer when something like this happens. Because it's not meant for attention. It's just something that happened on campus, happened within believers, and especially this age. But uh, on the Super Bowl, there were two Jesus commercials where he gets us. And you always know when the Jesus commercial is coming on because there's soft music. There's no voiceover. It's usually black and white, and it's the down and out oppressed uh, people. And I just turned and we had all of our family here and I just said, Hey, it's, it's, it's a Jesus commercial. I cannot believe it. Yeah. And I, I I'm going to be honest with you with that many people watching and that many viewers. My first thought is 
don't let us down. <laughs> don't, don't no, I don't get go it. political. Don't yeah. embarrass. Don't portray Jesus, you know, as a you know, a, a white guy walking through the country and you know, kind of rubbing the kids' heads and hey, come follow me. You don't want just please, please be good. I thought both were very tastefully done. I'm glad you said that because I uh, we could have gone to war here on on our podcast if you to come to a different conclusion. I I have the same thought. I am yeah. I was thrilled with that storyline. Yeah. It's, and it's some of what I experienced with regard to the chosen too. I don't I don't mm-hmm. find any need to kind of, you know, like like so many other um Christian media productions I've seen over the years kind of go, well, they did it as good as they could. This is good stuff, really good. The message was clear and it and and man, again, that's another sniper fire territory that he he gets us commercials on on Twitter mm-hmm. and people are just oh you could have spent 20 million dollars in doing this that's a that's one other people are mm-hmm. going it's not the gospel you haven't so you didn't you you had a chance to write to say something and you didn't say anything about Jesus death and resurrection and the cross you know it's like oh my goodness people are just they I'm going to say it right now they're idiots david they're idiots yeah. and i yeah and if, probably if you had the money to create <laughs> if you had the the budget for a 60 second or a 90 second commercial you probably could you probably could take all those elements that people were criticizing yep. you could have wrapped that up into a 90 second commercial. but you've got 30 seconds it's a 20 million dollar spot you want to just present the best of jesus to people who don't know jesus yep that are watching the game hammered they sober up the next day and they go, you know what? That was a good commercial. Yeah. That, that was. Yep. That was, it was simple. It was truthful. And I don't think there's any need to go into great detail with the gospels and the background and the, just it's simple. He gets us. It's well, a good tagline. And I, I, I agree. And I, and it gets you talking about, I mean, here's the, here's the bottom line. There's a there's an awful lot about what it means to be a Christian in culture that occupies the conversational airtime that we you know the subjects we'll talk about. You could talk about all kinds of things in in the church, outside the church, ministry, so forth. You talk, but what we what we know is that Jesus is the center of this thing. It's just that Jesus sometimes gets squeezed down in the airtime mm-hmm. and. And the, what's happening at Asbury parallels to me that he gets us. It's like it's all about dropping every other agenda except for Jesus and letting Jesus get magnified. There's a I, I work with a ten by ten collaboration as a consultant right now, and they're they want to make faith matter for ten million kids over a ten year period, and their their particular. The center of their bullseye is relational discipleship that's radically focused on Jesus. That's what they said. And that last three words has been in my craw for two weeks out here. Radically focused on Jesus. What the heck does that mean? Well, among the things that it might mean is when you do a couple commercials that only talk about Jesus, (laughs) that might be a radical focus. Yeah, because people are going, no, no, you didn't talk about this, this, and this. 
in addition to Jesus or what Jesus wants you to do or why, you know, on and on. When you when you spend nine days, ten days in and counting in a just in an auditorium, praising, praying, listening, confessing. Because why? Jesus is there and he wants you to do it. That might be radical focus on Jesus. I don't yeah. I you know. So um I want to submit to all of our listeners that if there is such a thing as radically focused on Jesus that Jesus wants more from us on, um, maybe we need to not imagine that we know what that is yet. <laughs> we might actually need yeah. just to simply go, I'm going to try to focus a little bit more here on the way to something that maybe eventually will be whatever radically focused on Jesus looks like. Yeah, and I think in the advertising world, those Jesus commercials would be called teasers. Even though you yep. and I know what it's about, we know that he gets us. We know the story. We're we're attracted to the story. I think in the advertising world, they just want a thirty second teaser. They're yep. not going to be able to have the the time to invest a, a whole story. It's just, and I'm so okay. thankful. Again, when I'm watching those commercials, I'm so thankful at the very end that. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't see either the face of Dr. Dobson or Kurt Cameron come on and say, you know, Sunday, if you're not doing anything, we sure would love to have you join us online for two services, 730 and 930. I'm with you. I'm with, absolutely. That's exactly this. I would have shut the game. I would have turned the game off and I would have gone down to the basement and tore my clothes and shaved my head and roll around for a week. Oh, I... <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the the notion of saying like I'm going to hold my breath because oh I was, no, I was my my butt cheeks were so tight. We have we have an aunt that's here that's on the fence with faith, and I'm like, don't embarrass me, please don't oh, embarrass please me, you. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and and the truth is, this that's exactly what commercials are good at doing. They're teasers. That's all they they are. That's they it. are they they are not they're not you're not going to get life coaching advice from your 60 second commercial. <laughs> the other commercial I thought that was brilliant that had absolutely nothing to do with faith was the ED commercial. <laughs> Energy deficient is what they called it, the electronic car. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole thing was an innuendo with with an older couple. <laughs> that may or may not have problems in bed, but they show them trying to get their car started. <laughs> Did you see the one where there's a gigantic Winnebago and the woman, the older woman, is leaning her back and head against the Winnebago, and then they show her husband's face and he's shaking his head, energy deficient. They just didn't have the energy to run this RV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> hey, it's you're, a teaser. Yeah. I wanted to know more about that commercial. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's 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 how it works. That's how it works. And you know what? Uh, uh, so a microphone gets thrust into the face of a victor after a ball game, mm -hmm. and they get to have their their word to America about the game. Right? They just won mm -hmm. the game, things like that, or just lost the game, but. They get asked. Those also are teasers. Think about the, think about them in that category versus 
Oh, he didn't say enough. He didn't, you know, you know, fades are his. Yeah. You know, I just say enough to your, your people are intrigued by, by what, what you are like, you know, offer, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have to. This is this is going to upset Kansas City Chiefs fans. And I was happy that they won, great. But every time Patrick Mahomes opens his mouth, I have to mute it because I just it's like it's like listening to Kermit on Sesame Street. Well, we worked really hard in the offseason. We just put so much effort into the game, but I knew we need we knew Coach Reed was just going to have a game plan to get it. Kudos to Travis Kelsey. And, Hey, Patrick Mahomes, where are you going? I'm going to go to Disneyland, and then I'm going to go get my voice fixed. <laughs> so, I, I just can't. I, I just got, can't. I'm, I'm glad you unpacked that. I wasn't sure. I mean, I'm a, first of all, I'm a Mahomes fan. But secondly, it's, if I'm hearing you right, is it mostly just the tone of his voice that just grates at you? Or is it the fact that well, he's, t- he's kind of tossing out all the kind of glib things that you always – you always hear. Say what he can say whatever he wants. I just can't get past. I can't get past this. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait. I just. I was hoping Patrick Mahomes would say he he gets us. Yeah, he he gets us. <laughs> I it just it's hard to it's hard to listen. Well, okay. So who's tell me in all the sports world. Who's got the Who's got the James Earl Jones voice that you can't wait to hear from when they're going to give that interview? Well, I, I'm not. I don't have a name that comes to mind, but I can just tell you who I I can't, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Stephen A. Smith. Just when they're, I see the face, I just instantly mute the TV because I I can't do the voice. Wow. Yeah. So you're kind of a you're I kind of a, a a voice snob, aren't you? Then that way. Uh, it's just uh, you can't you can't focus on the content if if the voice is a distraction. So you know what that which that is, I think ha- is interesting. That go ahead. I'm just gonna say that that helps me understand how why you are so deeply annoyed by your your Yeti microphone uh, journey because mm-hmm. you really wanted our listeners to not be turned off by your voice. And I was, I was turned off by my own voice through the podcast with a, an awful microphone. Wow. And I, I, I tried to listen to our podcast and I could only make it halfway through. And now that we have a new microphone and, and I think our content is better and I think we're focused, now I can listen to three quarters of the podcast and not be bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got we got to work Which, on that to make that a good teaser for Fresh Catch 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I you 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 made an effort with your uh, with your niece to to introduce a teaser. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but I don't know. Did the, do you think that worked? I don't know. She's 13, 14. I don't know if this podcast is meant for middle school girls. I just, I don't, I don't picture, I don't picture girls Googling two old white guys talking about whatever they want and saying, that's something we want to listen to. I don't don't think it, I don't think it's there. And then the rest of the story is if you're trying to reach whatever our demographic is and you said, hey, I got an idea. 
to really get people listening, how about I get a 13-year-old girl to to say something that <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I write the script That's for. That's what Betsy said. Yeah. Yeah, I that was just kind of a a solid to my niece because I was in Chicago there that day. I had mentioned the podcast, doing some work, but uh, I want to do. A, I know our time's getting short, but I want to do a quick shout out. And this weekend, the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, I'll be throughout the Phoenix area doing more marriage date nights with another comedian, Michelle Miller, and a musician. So visit marriagedatenight.com for tickets. Last week when I was in. Uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm an hour from going on stage. Dan Blocker, one of our listeners, sent me a text because there was a marriage date night taking place the same night I was in Rapid City. It was taking place right here in Huntington at Life Church. Dan and his bride, Cindy, were going. Dan texts me and says, what he calls it this thing. What what time does this thing start? And how long does this this thing last? (laughs) Typical man. So essentially, he's asking, how long do I have to sit through comedy and music? (laughs) And I quote, I quote, (laughs) I should say, (laughs) what time's this thing? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Then he he followed up with, (laughs) (laughs) will I I be getting any action after the event? (laughs) That's well, and I responded, "Action question mark." You, you, you make it like, all like about walking up and down the steps. Actually, yeah, yeah you're going to get sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think the premise is: if I show up at a marriage date night with my wife, I sit there for a couple hours. I'm going to get. <laughs> Paid afterwards. <laughs> There's a, uh, you know. I so, said, "Listen, I'm just in charge of the comedy. I'm, I'm with an organization called Marriage. I don't know what happened. That's up to you, my friend." <laughs> so, have you uh, have you passed that information on to those who are in charge of the marriage day, day night teasers? <laughs> no, because no, that, no. That, that feels like. <laughs> If Dan wanted to do a commercial, his tagline would be, she gets me. This has been Fresh Catch 2.0. Can't wait to have you join us next time.